0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of 4 Love of Cinema, episode 198. This week we're talking about Borat's subsequent movie film on Amazon and Vampires vs. the Bronx. It's on Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. And, and I'm Roger Stillian. I'm just no, kidding, I'm Christopher Chris Vaughn. Chris. Perma guest, Christopher Vaughn. <Verbon. laughs> we're flying without Roger this week, the first time ever without Roger. So Chris and I are going to be hanging out with you today. We're we're recording this on a Friday, so there's no box office numbers except for what was last week. I'll quickly go over the top five if you you want to know that. And then we're going to jump right into it. So what's going on, Chris? What have you been doing, man? I
1: I like seeing how nervous you are knowing that I'm bringing my C game hard and you need to bring the A-plus game. I like that well you're you're sitting in the captain's chair i am i'm trying to draw the power of roger so we'll see how this works do you
0: you feel it in your shoulders i
1: I already do i mean his this is already way different feeling you feel the negativity already i mean i always feel negativity but it's like just an appalling amount at this point it's
0: it's like a dark energy over there absolutely i try to avoid that corner of the room (laughs) it's, it's a dark energy um my week's okay. Actually, I've been prepping. I'm going to, after I record this, I'm going to North Carolina to work on a show. Um, so, yeah, there's that. There's that.
1: You I know, didn't ask on. you how your week was going. That's weird that you told me. I thought
0: I'd, throw, I'd, never, I'd never even <laughs> tell. I was just after you guys had been right into it, so I'm trying to get better at that. But oh, okay, okay. I'll be in North Carolina until March working on a show with Sean William Scott in it, so I'm excited about that. That sounds cool. So, yeah, we're going to try to do it. Uh, we have a, we're a couple ideas for the weekly using Zencaster as like a, a go-between for us so hmm, all right um we i haven't historically had the best sound quality when we do a part okay. episode so we're gonna try to fix that i
1: know i've, I've only been a part of one distance one we use skype i mean it worked out but i mean it doesn't
0: sound the greatest it doesn't yeah so.
1: and plus that little bit of delay it's fun stepping all over you which you know that's what happens because <laughs> yeah. you're on the delay so we'll I see it. we'll delay. see how it goes all right, this is episode 198
0: of Four Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, talk about some trailers, and then get into the movies of the week. So the box office, as stated before, hasn't changed because we are doing this on a Friday and
1: not a Sunday. So Oh, yeah, well, actually, no, tell everyone where we're at and when. Oh, my gosh. This is different. It's morning, guys. It's Friday morning. It's morning. Yep, Friday 30th, the day before
0: Halloween.
1: I'm not a functional human until at least one thirty p.m., he's so here this now. is different.
0: Full energy drink in hand. He's here. <laughs> Top five for the October 23rd and 25th last week was Honest Thief, War with Grandpa, Empty Man, "Tenant," and The Nightmare Before Christmas 2020 release. Those numbers have not changed as of yet, so we'll get more numbers this weekend, but there will not be a show this weekend. So I want to go over with you that. All right, Chris, we are moving right along, my friend. I mean, it sounds good. Once again, it's too early to be here for very long. Is okay. it, though? Is it? <laughs> Let's look at the upcoming releases. Again, nothing has changed, really. We have, so this, so Wednesday brought us The Craft Legacy, which I think we're just going to skip as far as this show is concerned. That's a series, right? It is, well, okay. I, think it's just a, I think it's just a movie. Oh,
1: okay, I wasn't sure either way, but I mean, it, it would have been fitting for this month, but this this would have been recorded after halloween anyway so it it wouldn't lined up quite right
0: and so this friday today come play the horror movie which is well lined up for halloween Uh. and then alita battle angel (laughs) (laughs) re-release i I keep asking
1: myself why are we doing that who knows but maybe they're gonna stick some weird trailer or like a weird scene at like the beginning or end of it for like something else, something else that maybe, studio's working I mean,
0: on. If it's maybe got a trailer for other movies of the same company, I maybe yeah, that's the only thing I can yeah. that. so think of. Because in there, sure. why
1: put out that garbage fire again? It, it was bad. And this oh, is coming from man. a fan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, me fan. I mean, you talking about yourself as a fan? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I grew up reading the manga. I had a close friend who was oh, really, really into it. So yeah. I, was,
0: I was referring to myself in the James Cameron aspect. But Oh, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Although he didn't make it. The other guy did, but still, yeah. I mean, huge Jim, Jim Kemp's influence. Friday the 13th brings us Freaky... And then, what, thanks, are Thanksgiving hasn't changed till the crudes, a new age,
1: which you're excited I, for? I just don't want that one to move. COVID, don't take that one from me, please.
0: You and your daughters are excited for that one. Yeah,
1: no, I think that'll be a good a good one for me and my daughter to go see.
0: And the happiest season on Hulu, which is now a Hulu show, so interesting there. December 4th, All My Life. December 11th, Free Guide. December 18th, Coming to America, which on Amazon. Death on Nile Theatrically. And Greenland, Rogers Happy no VOD. <laughs> Closing out the year. The week of Christmas, Christmas Day is slated. News of the World, Pixar Soul, which is now Disney Plus, and Wonder Woman 1984. I don't think Wonder Woman's coming out at Christmas.
1: I mean, with everything else that's got pushed, you know, I think I'm ready to finally concede and give up all the hope that I have for yeah. movies. So it's at
0: least this year. I'm mean, not for next as well. So we'll see. Oh my goodness! Indeed, we will. Yeah. Monster Hunter December 30th, which is a Wednesday. That's one also. So there's your upcoming. Is there anyone that's even excited about that movie? I don't think. so. Is there so.
1: anybody? Is there anyone that's out there that's going? Yes, I cannot wait for. This. I'm
0: sure the fans of the game are excited, but I don't. No, I think see, by I this think, point, I, they, I
1: think they're the least excited.
0: No, well, I think there's like some level of like trepidation, but still excitement to it. But it's like I'm excited for it, but it's gonna suck. So I
1: think Mila fans are excited.
0: That's about the only category. I think that's that the only be, category. The only category. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, Mila. Great.
1: You know, anyone who's a fan of her and her work and all the weird sideways movies she's been in, they're excited for this.
0: Are they, though? Like, are they?
1: I mean, if they see all the other ones, sure, I why guess. wouldn't you be I mean, ready to go see this well, one? Well,
0: that's the same thing I keep with, like, the Resident Evil franchise and every pretty much every movie franchise I've seen them all, but it doesn't... Does it matter at this point?
1: I, I don't think it does. I think I think we're going to keep on getting these kinds of movies anyway, so yeah, just let the next one come out. It yeah, just, I really don't think it matters a whole Unfortunately, it's a piece of piece of game history that I actually enjoy, so cool. But it's going to be a really crappy movie. Oh, yeah. Like, really bad. Oh yeah. Mortal Kombat Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> Let's
0: talk about some trailers. The first one being Songbird by producer Michael Bay. So, of course, I'm
1: all over this one. Uh, oh. And it's a Michael Bay trailer too. Yeah, it definitely. Before <laughs>
0: you said the first twelve seconds, we had like seventeen flyovers. Oh yeah, it didn't take long.
1: No, it did. Seventeen flyovers, six helicopters at
0: least. Oh yeah. The weird. So the cast for this one: Craig Robinson, Bradley Whitford, Alexander De Dadrio, mm-hmm. uh, Peter Stormare is a Michael Bay. Um, he's a Michael Bay n- regular. Not 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 so much Demi
1: Moore. Is that the uh, the Armageddon Russian? Is that who? That yeah, is? yeah. Okay, Peter yeah. Stormare. I love him. Yeah. I love him. I, don't, I can't remember a major role he, he's, he's ever been in. He just beats it with a wrench? Well, yeah, but like, I can't remember a single major role this guy's been in, right? He's always like some side guy in a movie. I love him and everything he's in. So I just, I don't, maybe somebody or you guys Tons can Tons of Michael me, Bay movies. Well, tell me like a big movie he's been in, you know, at some point so I can watch it because I like this guy.
0: Oh, he was in, you know, he was in, um, you know, I always think back to Minority Report as well.
1: I've no, he, I've never he, seen my order oh. report. Constantine, Constantine. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. You're right. Constantine. Satan. Constantine's one of my top movies of all time. I love that Constantine's movie. Constantine's a decent movie. For, I'll give you decent for what it is. I think it is very good. I would agree with that. He's
0: got a ton of stuff. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's just he's got so many credits. 191 credits. Okay, he's up there with Adam Sandler. No, no, no. Adam and, Sandler had like 80. Oh well, we thought about Liam Neeson too. He was like 118 yeah. or something. 130. Yeah, something like that. But Peter Stormare is always that guy who just like pops in and out, like, you know, real quick. He found Disney-ish. Yeah, but, I mean, he does, he's, wow, he's done well for himself. Good for you, Peter Stormare. If you want to come on the show, come on the show. Right.
1: Well, 40 of those movies are Michael Bay movies, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, at least 40 if not, well, you
0: know. Holy crap, yeah. He also has, like, he was a voice in Black Ops 4, Call of Duty. I knew that, actually. Yeah, yeah I knew that. He was Longmire. He was in Longmire, not Longmire. He was in Longmire for... Okay. He's got voice credits to Destiny 2 video game and The Nut Job 2. Uh yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So. He's also in John Wick as well. So. <laughs> Is he? We 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 love John Wick. Huh. He he was
1: Abr- Abram in John oh, okay, Wick yeah. Chapter 2. Yep. And John Wick. Right? I'm looking for John. No, maybe not John. No, Wick. not John Wick. John Wick was the other guy. 'Cause you figured that that's who he would have been is he he would have been the dad in John Wick in the first John Wick movie. That just makes sense for the guy the the person who he shows up as in most of these movies. Right. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah.
0: So Peter Storm so this songbird it's just I'm excited for it only because Michael Bays touches on it, but it, it, it it's it's very it's very relevant. It's mm-hmm. talking about COVID twenty three. Mhm. Um, and it looks more like a zombie movie kind of quarantine movie but not that it's it's you know they're killing people who are infected they're they're quarantining they're, they're rounding them up putting them in the what looks to be third world camps mm-hmm. that kind of thing you know it's trying to save what's left of society i'm sure there'll be a bigger message what's left of society is it worth saving something
1: like that yeah the, well it's a, you'll see right in the trailers that there's also immun like people that have immunities which is you know an interesting you know twist on it i think you know i'm sure that'll be very relevant for something in the story beat it looks good, though. I mean, good enough to not be too distraught about having to go see it in theaters if it comes out in theaters. It's, I don't. Yeah, it might be in theaters. It does. It doesn't have Netflix's logo all over it. So. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, there wasn't a single streaming logo on it yet. So doesn't mean yet. it will be bought. Yeah. But I
0: mean, <laughs> I mean, no one's no one's paid the six hundred million dollar price tag for mm-hmm. Bond yet. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, so like, forward.
1: I'm interested in seeing how this one plays out because I've seen movies that have trailers like this. We saw a lot of we saw a lot of door in that trailer, a lot of like people talking through doors. Well,
0: one of the, the 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 top billing person, Sophia Carson, is someone in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Someone's trying to get in. We don't exactly know the specifics behind why, because she appears to be safe. Peter stormer's character kind of obsessed with getting in her, her apartment, but what I mean, I'm sure the movie will reveal what yeah. that's about. So. But I'm excited. Craig Robinson is not a normal for you know a Bay esque movie. Okay. Maybe not Bradley Whitford, Alexander Daddario. But so I'm interested to see how this cast all plays together. Yeah, me too. That's all I am right now. Is interested though. <laughs> and let's talk about Arch Enemy. All right. Yeah. We almost didn't watch this trailer. Story about Max Fist. hmm Max Fist, who apparently is a hero <laughs> from another dimension, who I feel, kind I feel of like, just exists here. I feel like
1: I've seen something else with someone saying Max Fist in it. I just can't put my finger on it, but Max Fist. That's all right. Who's your guy,
0: Joe? Ma- Joe Maganello. Joe Maganello. He's your guy. You're... We watched in the trailer, which I didn't recognize anybody. And Chris is like, "Is that Joe Maganello?" I'm
1: like, "Oh my God, it is Joe." Yeah, he seems How'd to you be. Did know that? He's, he, he's the main guy in this, and I think he's a super villain, not a superhero. I think is what they were saying within the trailer. I don't know. The context of the trailer was a little hard to follow, but it looks, it looks interesting. Like I think I'm in, and it looks ve- it looks very B movie though, doesn't it?
0: Excuse me, it does look extremely B-movie. As a matter of fact, you get that vibe in the first few seconds of the trailer, which I'm okay with. Oh, no, me too. B-movies certainly have a place in, you know, Mm -hmm. entertaining
1: us, for sure. Yeah, there's definitely some, some violence in the movie, which I'm okay with, so...
0: I'm always okay with violent as long as it as long as it fits the story. I'm I'm okay with whatever you put into it as, as long as it fits the story.
1: Yeah, it has kind of gives me a little bit of a Logan vibe too cuz like this guy's a obvious, Logan vibe. Man. Well, this guy's obviously a little I mean it isn't just the beard on Joe Maganella which is glorious by the way. It is glorious. Beard. But he's he seems like washed up superhero slash villain maybe we don't know and you know people need him he doesn't really want to help at first and it seems like he gets he gets like pulled into it all and ends up having, you know, probably an eventual badass moment, so we'll have to see.
0: Well, he, in the trailer, you hear him say several times, I don't have my superpowers here, so, mm-hmm. you know, I always loved that movie, I don't know if you, if you watched, uh, K-Pax? Yes. I was, with the Kevin yeah. Spacey yeah, movie, yeah, like, yeah. I kind of, like, the first time I watched it, I was really kind of rooting for him to just yep. get beamed up, but, I mean, he, but, like, that's oh, a yeah. really interesting take on, like, well, is he, or, or isn't he like mm-hmm. and that's so like I kind of like walked away from that with like that's an interesting way to tell that story same with this it's like so he's telling I don't have any powers here and the kid who he's telling the stories to believes him of course and now he's stuck here and he's that superhero supervillain type but no one to he has no way to do anything about yeah, yeah. it and that's kind of a cool so we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But it's an
1: it's an interesting premise, thinking about like like different universes and you know things like that. Because like you know maybe he did have powers at one point and then you know but they're able to go between different universes and he gets pulled into this one and this is a universe where no powers work. You know what I mean? And maybe that's what you know his problem is. And if this movie does well, it'll be interesting to see it. You know if they get, make a second one if it gets a little bit more of a budget, what they could do with something like that. that be I can't.
0: I can't see it doing well. Oh maybe, me neither. Don't get me no wrong. One really. There's no one attached to it, so I would imagine this is kind of a throwaway movie for somebody, at least a studio. But I, maybe will do well. I mean, Who it's knows? happened before. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, throwaway it's... movie ends up being big. I think Bill and Ted, the first one, was kind yeah. of supposed to be that. But you know, they were mean? already they were already like namers by that point, weren't they? I don't think. I mean, I don't think. Uh, well, Bill wasn't really anything. You know what I mean? He didn't do too much. Yeah, he didn't do much before that. Wasn't he in Lost Boys or anything like that? He was was younger, but that was... He wasn't... I mean, Keanu was obviously the
0: big pull there. What did Keanu do before Bill and Ted? I don't... (laughs) See what I mean? Maybe Keanu wasn't the pull for Bill and Ted. Maybe it was Alex Winter, but... That was certainly one of
1: the starts for Keanu. Oh, no, absolutely. So I mean, when you was know.
0: Bill and Ted? Mid nineties.
1: Oh God, I I think I think early nineties. Early nineties, yeah. That
0: was before Speed.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, yeah, it, it definitely was before, before Speed. Speed. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> yeah, he looked like an adult in Speed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, early Keanu is always fun to talk about. Uh, I think I'm gonna go
1: on a Keanu binge.
0: You should. Well, we were it? talking
1: about Constantine and stuff. So you should it's rewatch
0: like, Constantine if you like it. We're oh, I love why that why movie, not,
1: man. Uh, the soundtrack in that movie is amazing too. It's got so many good songs in it.
0: It's got a really interesting premise, though. Isn't that the one we trying to? He's trying to go to hell to save the girl, Yeah. her well, sister. Yep. Rachel Weisz plays the girl, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's really because I always. It's one of the first times like I really got excited about something. Is is Shia LaBeouf in that movie too?
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is.
0: He's at one time he's fighting the now who's in. Okay, so in John Wick, <laughs> there's a fight in the end in like a in like a in like a I want to say like a department store type place with those kind of like doors where you open mm-hmm. by the handle, and I think Shia or Keanu gets gets killed. Maybe it's Keanu, it's Shia because he gets killed, but he gets knocked into a glass window or a glass door, and the glass breaks as he's hunched over, leaning forward. The glass breaks very obviously, looking like wings. Yeah, well, so no, the answer is qu- it's. Qu- the, the the one of the questions asked in the movie is is he an angel or is he a devil and he's an angel? Well, that was way.
1: foreshadowing because he becomes an angel he gets okay, be, at the very end idea. he he's the one that flies away
0: but I was always like that's what I remember from Constantine is when you the like the angel mm-hmm. I was like that yeah. was kind of brilliant so right?
1: i mean i'm i'm a i'm a I'm big on angels and demons and, and that kind of mythology and that's something that that's why that movie pulled me right in and I think its just they did it's one of the few movies that gets that whole thing kind of right while being vague about it at the same time. I don't know. Uh, Gabriel is a very interesting character in that in that movie, which I liked a lot. So I don't know. I'm just a big Constantine fan. <laughs> I've seen Constantine
0: since 2006, but like, okay. I'm so, sure I'm ready for a rewatch. You at should. Some point, so. I, I
1: I feel like I feel like I'm gonna go on my Keanu binge, and if you watch Constantine, we'll have a, we'll have a few things to talk about. All right, front. we can. Okay, okay, like, that's that. fair.
0: I'll, I'll I'll watch Constantine this week. I got nothing but time. Yeah. So well, I'm quarantined for like three or four days. Nice. All right, so I don't, I'm not expecting much from Arch enemy *Songbird*. I am only because of the Michael Bay and and the the, the mass appeal it looks like it has. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very safe movie, so we'll see how that Which goes. Which is funny
1: out. because it's about not- things that aren't safe, COVID <laughs> twenty <it>, three. <it>, well, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, but I mean, I think that's going to be like the morbid curiosity for a lot of people. Is yeah, I'm going to give this a watch because it's like it, talking about what we're doing now. Although it's way way extreme. One, however, way, I but, think
1: I think he's going to get some crap for doing this movie. I don't think so. Well, you know? Bay, Bay
0: didn't do it; he's producing it. Okay, well, still, but, I mean. It looks like it's got the bay, like the bay language in the movie seven, already. Seven flyovers, you know what I mean. <laughs> the first twelve seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna start with we don't Borat or Vampires versus the Bronx.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So it's always it, we we usually go with the big movie, but I think that I think this time I think we go with Borat because I believe we both, if I'm correct, enjoyed Vampires versus the Bronx. Because I'll say that right now that I did enjoy that movie, so I think we start with Borat 2, or subsequent movie film, and then go into <laughs> Vampires vs. the All Bronx. Right.
0: I actually, I didn't really have much to expect from Vampires vs. the Bronx, but I think it gave us way more than we both expected to get from I,
1: I can agree with that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> let's talk about Borat.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Borat.
0: Oh my goodness, I can't even, let's just start with the particulars, that's where we started. Okay, yep. October 23rd, 2020, very, very recent on Amazon Prime. So if you have we all have Amazon Prime, so just give it a give it a look if you're a fan of the first one. Sasha Baron Cohen is the big name here playing Bor- Borat Segdiev, which I, I love, and um his daughter
1: Tudor Segdiev played by Maria Bakalava. She's good too. I think she did a very good so I I I have to imagine that Sasha Baron Cohen is not easy to keep up with during all that improv, and she holds her own. She so, does, yep. but so did a lot of those people, too. Even Because I imagine some of
0: those segments...
1: They have to be planted. Some of those people do.
0: Some of those people have it scripted, and they know exactly what's going on. Maybe some of the bigger ones aren't, but some of them definitely are. They have
1: to be. They have to be. And then Tom Hanks'
0: third build is Tom Hanks.
1: <laughs> I love his four-second scene. It's so good. Yeah, but you know he got
0: he got paid for that. First oh, he second. did absolutely, absolutely got especially paid.
1: with the with the uh, the content of that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, goodness. Oh my goodness!
0: So Borat is back on the move. This is this is a sequel to the two. Well, more a,
1: I, I guess, sequel or follow up. I guess you could use sequel's a hard thing you know what i mean, I mean it technically it technically off, you know? is because you know it, it's Secondary, related to right. the first to the first movie there are beats in it from the first movie that are mentioned so and there's even a few there's a very specific cameo from the producer uh from, from the first film which is amazing hilarious the chair
0: oh that's right early okay. in the yeah they they, they very set. early yeah right. okay gotcha <laughs> So let's talk about this one. Um, this is, you know, Borat is just a... He's a fictional television anchor from Kazakh, for Kazaka. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Is it Kazakhstan? Or it's Kazakhstan. Is it? Okay. Kazakhstan. And he, he... The first film was all about... He has this... He's very misinformed about the world outside of Kazakhstan. That's always what it's been, though. <laughs> the first one, he was all about like anti-Jew and anti-Gypsy. and you know well, he's, just... still in this <laughs> <one>. <laughs> he's still anti-Jew. I mean, it's just... And what we talked about a few weeks ago was, is this one going to be shown up by the original? And I think, yeah, as far as cringe level... This one takes it to a whole new
1: level. So right. I'll agree with you on it's bigger than the first one for cringe level, but I don't think it's a strength of this movie. I don't think that. Well, people know what to expect. It's not even that. It's that it's it's that the cringe doesn't cringe doesn't equal funny. You know, crin- I think it did in two thousand six. I think I don't it, think I, it does. Now. I think it did too, and I agree with that. And you know, because the, whatever two thousand six, it was
0: so far ahead of. All the other, even outrageous comedies of the time. It was
1: so far ahead of those. Yeah, I think a big a, a big hurdle this movie has is that, you know, is that... Two, the first Borat movie was just aimed at American culture, period. This one is definitely focused, and I think that makes it a little weaker in that in that regard either you're going to like this content or you're not going to like this Well, you mean because of the political focus well yeah, yeah. And, and it very is grounded in that whereas the first time it was just all the stupid shit about america you know what yeah, i mean and yeah. this time it's it definitely has a little bit it has it has a focus more more or less that focus shifts every now and then don't get me wrong but there's definitely a little bit more of a of a of a focus on this one. And, there is, yeah. and I love
0: the um the the name of the first Borat. I always it's not just Borat. I had to go back and look at this Borat cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Yep. Like it's just, that's what kills me is like the 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 title of the first one. I mean Borat or it was Borat all that stuff. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I think that's kind of the joke with the the name of the movie this time around switching as you're watching the movie. They keep on changing the very long, you know, subsequent movie (laughs) film, you know, blah, 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 blah. They change it up a few times to fit the current narrative of the movie, which I think is, I think that was funny. If you've seen the first one, you'll get that.
0: Oh, yeah, because it, of course, yeah, yeah, no, of course. It keeps on showing you. little Easter egg things that you appreciate for sure. Yeah. There are, okay, so in segments, there are so many segments in this movie, but are each kind of, I have never like audibly cringed during a film. I may have felt something and like sighed or something like that. But <laughs> there was a point where there was at least two points in this movie where I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> when she was dancing and she had and she had her period. That like, was so.
1: I. Oh my god! What ta- so you see that? You see a glimpse of that in the trailer. So it's not really a spoiler for this. But I think that's the strongest scene in the movie. is, is, is the whole gala? The you know that that rich person's so? ball or something. So do you
0: think they actually like how much of that do you think was rehearsed and how much do they think was 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 scripted?
1: It's hard to figure out what's planted, what's you know who's involved and who isn't. However, I think that I'm gonna give the movie the benefit of the doubt, and I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna try to figure that out. I'm gonna give it what what it's due. And I'm gonna say that that wasn't, you know, that that wasn't scripted in any way. I don't I think, think it could have been. Like, I, I, th- think, I just don't think it could have been. I think they showed up there. I think they did their thing. You know what I mean? And I think that's the one, the one. You know, I think good drive of this movie is no is kind of pulling yourself out and not trying to think about that and just seeing how s- insane this movie could be if this is all not planted because it's all possible. But how do you get the cameras in? That's the
0: thing, is like I was people thinking, work like I know. someone's working that camera, someone's standing in the corner. Yeah, but they could tell these camera.
1: people anything. You know, I'm part of well, a documentary, right, of course, blah, 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 blah. How,
0: how truthful they were about everything. That's yeah. the that's the crux there. And also
1: there's a lot this movie, I mean there's a lot of cuts. I mean, this movie is all cuts, right? Because of the way that the film is and the way it's captured, so they can also manipulate that a little bit to where it flows better or it makes or it's believably flowing. So
0: artificially manipulate stuff yeah, like that. There's a certain sure.
1: there's a certain scene that's getting criticized heavily for possibly being heavily cut.
0: Which scene is that? The
1: big one, the one that you know, the reveal kind of thing. What the movie oh, what, ends up becoming? Oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I have i to be honest. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Although it's fitting. Like yeah. it's I just I at that point I was just like okay, what are we gonna do next? Yeah, and then how they were piecing it together in the end, I was like okay, yeah, yep. okay, I got you. <laughs> Which was a kind of an interesting way to end it, because there was a point in this movie where I was just like okay, I don't think they're really gonna end this movie. I think it's just gonna end yeah, where now. is this going? Yeah, where is this going to end up? Of my I guess question is more. Is where is this going? Because we don't have that. You know, there's, in the 3X structure, there's little... There's, like, you're, you're helped by little things of, okay, now we're starting the Final Descent. And this one, it's like, there was a point where you're like, we're just drifting now. This
1: movie lo- follows the 3X stru- structure so loosely. <laughs> like, there is that conflict between our two heroines. You know, but that's it. You know, that's the only thing that I think follows by the T. And then everything else is just kind of like, you know, we'll edit it and put it all
0: together. <laughs> and some of the most outrageous things... For instance, when he finds out he has a daughter, he goes, oh, are you my non-male son?
1: <laughs> Which comes back full circle in this movie. And that's, it really does. And that's the main part that I appreciated. And I'll, we'll talk about that here. I now.
0: don't know how you would get away with some of this stuff today. I don't know how they – you see, because Rod and I we, – we talked about this on the show about – some of the outrageous things how are they going to because of because of 2020 being what it is because of you know the civil rights movement being done right now or at least some part of the civil rights movement how they they thought it was okay to release this given how this movie does nothing to pretty much like apologize to anyone they just like nope make fun of women make fun of anything you can
1: isn't that kind of the point, though? I would argue because this is yeah, The outrageous comedy. You mean well, outrageous comedy. But this is definitely this is definitely once again this is political. This is a political movie in in a sense, and it's definitely pushed on one end of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think showing all those things and just letting it all out there, I think it's kind of the point too, because it's to show you know the audacity of, of the mindset of of one piece I, of I, what's I, going on. I see on. where you're going with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you equate it to
0: what they want you to equate it to, it could maybe impact votes i i mean i I don't want to say that i have to imagine that's the only reason why it came out when it did because there is a political slant to it and they whoever is in whoever high enough up was able to make that decision wanted that
1: to happen and and i'm just only on that note because we opened the door a little bit think about who bought this movie you know amazon bought this movie and they paid like 120 million for this which I feel like was a lot of money for this. <laughs> it wouldn't have made 120
0: million I don't think so Maybe Well especially the, now the original may have only because it was just so outrageous and like your friends like, oh, let's go see this movie. Well, it's very iconic, project. you know what I mean yeah. you
1: know the, the, he has to not be bore at for the majority of this movie in appearance because of how big the movie the first one was. So it makes sense that there... I would a, imagine you're probably right the, about there's that. There's a fallen yeah. that would have showed up for it, but it's... Someone would have noticed. And, yeah.
0: But, I mean, there's also that fair amount of how much of the truth was told to the people that they were shooting. And they, oh, yeah. they may have been... Like, the script may have been heavily edited, and they're
1: like, yep. oh, it's all improv. Oh, yeah. That's what so. I... Yeah. And and, uh, and that's okay. You know, we don't have to know the answers to that to, you know, enjoy the movie. So it, it, did, it does a very good job at what it's trying to do. I can see that when I watch it. I'm just not the guy... To, I, I don't think i'm the guy to to rate this movie fairly i'm not a fan of this style of comedy i'm not a fan of the original borat either i've seen it you know it was it was okay it was a big deal when it was it like, was it i was.
0: watched it probably a dozen times with friends and laughed and laughed one and of like, my
1: friends ruined it for me because he like he was the guy that quoted this movie for like the next million, six years a million times yeah. yeah i mean i heard about i heard about about effing your couch forever because of this movie and it was because of one of my friends. <laughs> so it, it, I'm not the guy to give this movie a fair shake on how good it is. I can see all of its, all, you know, all the good, the good stuff, the bad stuff, what makes sense. But I don't like this film, and I think I have a bias from the fir- for how impactful the first one was.
0: That's fair. I can understand that. And what, the, of course, the huge risk for something like this is. You may have offended so many people and now they're definitely not gonna watch the sequel. When it's got the same name in the title, like you're definitely mm-hmm. not gonna catch someone by surprise. They're just not gonna see it. And I'm sure there's a fair amount of you know, demographics. If you if you're if you're looking at like a marketing dem- demographics, and not just broken down by just broken down by like I can imagine if there's this one the in theater you'd see uh with the 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 female population would not buy these tickets i'm willing to bet they would not yeah or be a sharp drop off from weekend one to weekend two I, just, I think that would
1: be more it because i think you do have fans you know couples that'll go see it that kind of thing you know if this came out in a non-covid world but i think you're right i think week two would have been a way different week for this movie <laughs> almost I, th- I mean way different as in like this movie better make
0: all its money opening weekend, or it's not going to make any. Well,
1: yeah, because like you know, you have your Borat fans that are going to go see this film, and then when they, when their buddies go, so was it good? You know, they're going to be like, I mean, if you like the first one, you should go see this, but if you don't, probably not. Yeah. that's how I feel about it.
0: I can't imagine this is going to be. I imagine that they're already slowing down on views. I would imagine.
1: Well, I don't think it matters to them. You know what I mean? It only matters to Amazon.
0: Well, that's that's what I'm talking about yeah. though. Amazon, like I can imagine when they're looking at their servers right now being hit, what's being pinged the most? Borat probably isn't it. Probably not. But
1: here's the thing that you know they paid 120 million to get new signups, so it depends on how much they got for this. I wish this movie wasn't political. It would have been. I I would
0: have treated it differently watching it only because like from very early on it's got a very heavy political slant. It does. And it's just someone like me. I'm in it for the movie. I like. I mean, mm. I'm not gonna let that sway anything that I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm. I think that
1: could be a huge turnoff to a lot of people. It can be, but here's the thing, and and in the movie's defense, it does a very good job of being slanted in a certain political direction, but they don't bear, they don't like pound you in the face with that because the jokes are very are very on the line, leaning a little bit, but they're not like you know just trashing one side of a political line. They're not, you know. It's all it's satire in that sense. But they're not just burying you with, like, you know, this is bad, blah, blah, blah. And and they do kind of
0: disservice to both sides. They they do, in in fairness. In in fairness, they're fair, at least. They do
1: take a shot or two at both sides, but it definitely leans a certain way. And if that's going to stop you from watching it, you are going to watch it anyway, because the trailer alone gives that away. That's
0: probably a good... A good estimation. If you mm-hmm. if that turns you off, you weren't then you weren't gonna pay money to watch this anyway. Nope, not at all. <laughs> so what do you think the opening weekend would have looked like for this had had we been in a non COVID world?
1: Non COVID world? See, I think that's a fair question for me because I'm I'm not as versed in that as you and Roger are well, usually. You could take a stab. I think I think opening weekend, eighty million, I think. Would just,
0: be just because of all
1: the jackassery. I th- well, I think I think this has a very, very Hard following for the first Borat movie. All of those fans are seeing this as soon as they can. And I think yeah, after that it right. falls off.
0: But that was 2006, 2005, one mm-hmm. of those. It's been 15 years. It's
1: still. you. It's just but like. Those,
0: the, those 15 year olds, or even those 15 to 20 year olds, are now 30 to 35. They're, you the, know, same, like,
1: they're the same people, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe, but you also have. They have families, they have real careers now. It's like. I think you would have lost some based on... Then someone would have been like, ah, "I was funny back then. Shout That's
1: out to not. my buddy Chris. He's the same guy. Really? <laughs> you know what fair I mean? Enough, fair enough. <laughs> I, I get that. I do.
0: I would have watched it. I wouldn't have been excited as excited. I Because well, the reason I got so excited about this is because I just... I knew what the first one was. And I love laughing at comedy that is so cringeworthy. It's inappropriate. I love it because, again... And I think it's important to mention someone's talking about this, I'm a white male, and, you know, we get the least amount of shots taken at us as far as demographics concerned. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of shots of <laughs> at old white well, dudes. May, may, may be, <laughs> maybe these days, sure, but as far as safety, if you're a white male, you're pretty, you're oh, pretty. Oh, yeah. Most comedians won't touch you. That That's what I'm saying, though, is, but, like, for, for, for me, I think most of this stuff is so fucking hilarious, but, like, how much of that is because it doesn't, bother because it's it doesn't pertain to me as much as okay maybe someone else i got you you know what i mean like because in this one there's several instances where he is so surprised that women have the right free will in this country he's like (laughs) you let women do anything they want here like yeah they can do anything they want he's like they can even sleep in not cages. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, the ironic thing is, he sleeps in a
0: cage well, too. Right, well, <laughs> it's a goddamn trailer. His trailer is just a big cage. But I mean, it's just. I mean, I understand what I understand the satire, and I understand making something funny for funny sake. But maybe there's a point, and this movie definitely reached a few times where you've gone too far. Um, I mean. Like, that's what the, that's she what the, was dancing at the ball and she had no her pier, so like, good. That was the best. That, she held up her dress and she had a bloody on. Un- like that was so inappropriate. That's the
1: strongest scene in this movie. Is that whole you think sequence think so? You think it's oh, the strongest scene? It's the only time I
0: laughed. You know what I didn't laugh and I expected to is when they're in the doctor when they're in the um like the Planned Parenthood office yeah. and the guy's a reverend talking to them. That wasn't as funny because maybe because I've already seen a trailer, but yes. also because it was. Maybe because we're past that as far as, like, comedy's concerned. We've we've done that again and again and again. I mean,
1: his reaction was... Like, the pastor's reaction was good. Especially because you could tell... Like, I'll bet you that was not scripted. No, that was not.
0: <laughs> like, I'll bet you that was 100%. Yeah, and
1: he's very good at leading yeah. people into saying what he wants them to say well, for that he, improv.
0: He says things that they only have one way, yep. one way to go. That's why I mean, he's good. I was noticing that when he was talking. is. Yeah. And he's also a very bright guy. I saw Shazamko, extremely at, bright. After
1: seeing him in Chicago 7, yeah. you know, I... I have a different respect for Sasha Baron Cohen, and you know it. I think he's a really intelligent actor, and he's very good. So well, he's also it, very educated, so, yeah. So
0: like, that's the thing. Like he, when you're seeing these ad libs, you can tell which scenes leaned more towards being ad lib, which ones were not, because the way he was like, he was leading them down a tunnel mm-hmm. of conversation, oh, yeah. so where they only had the <laughs> options that he wanted them to yep. choose as choices. Like that's kind of clever in the way they do yeah. that, but also with this kind of, you know, it's not. It's easier to just shoot things and then edit it because it's mm-hmm. more of a guerrilla style of filmmaking than yeah. than like a precise, huge setup. Lights go. Yep. Like it's
1: it's a different style. A lot of dicks in this movie too. A lot of yeah. A lot of lot lot of male genitalia.
0: But that's kind of part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> You're not
1: wrong. <laughs> I mean, let's be
0: honest about that. And let's not forget about Bruno either, which was a whole different level of extreme inappropriateness. Oh, my goodness. Didn't he do The Dictator
1: as well? Like, the a dictator, long time ago? Yeah, but
0: that was, like... I think people... Because it was, it was Borat,
1: then it was... Then it was Dictator, and then it was Bruno, then right? Then it was Bruno. Yeah.
0: Bruno was 2008, so maybe... Oh, no, he, maybe. Maybe, yeah.
1: Because eight years ago was, was about when Dictator... You know, you're right. Yeah, it okay, was so Borat, maybe, Bruno, Dictator. I think
0: you, you'd see the sharp drop-off of people, because it just...
1: If we hadn't had to watch this, I probably would have held off for a while. Same. <laughs> but... Again, I, I'm already admitted. I, this is not my kind of film. So,
0: I mean, it it is for me as long. I just love the the wildly inappropriateness, and that's what I Roger and I kind of feed off of. I mean, like, kind of like the, the jackass. Stuff.
1: I feel like Roger needs the needs that that dick chair. <laughs> I think Roger needs to own that chair.
0: <laughs> I mean, sure, that's a little weird to say, but I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't disagree with you. Right? I, he would absolutely agree with me. Um, I mean, so this movie is what it is. I don't think it's you know breaking new ground like the first one did as far as you know paving the way. This was not going to be quote. There's almost, I can imagine no one quotes this movie
1: at there's, all. I don't. I can't even right now after just watching it. I can't. There's no quote-worthy moment that I can think of.
0: Maybe a few, and maybe in like the it's the, the old Planned Parenthood. It's, it's the same stuff over and yeah. over again. that has been recycled.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's the it's the very it's the old catchphrases that he reuses in this movie. The high fives and the very nicest. You know what I mean? That that's still the the catchphrasing.
0: So if we're gonna. i'm just gonna give it a straight five yeah i can recommend this only as far as you like outrageous comedy and you like the first board i would not recommend this to like an older woman who's asking me what to watch why would she like this
1: i mean if you're gonna remain anonymous i'd I'd recommend it to an old woman (laughs)
0: fine but i mean if you're recommending a movie seriously to get someone to watch it that's not the older the demographic the less funny they're gonna find this well yeah
1: especially yeah no you're, you're not wrong um I think. See, I'm gonna give it the same reasons, but I'm gonna score it lower. I'm. Th- this is this is a hard two for me. Like to Like
0: I wanted to go lower, but I really thought about it. I so think I. It's better I thought about that.
1: it. I wasn't gonna give it a thirty, but then I really thought about it. Like the only way I can recommend this, is how I said someone else would. It's you know. Did you like the first Borat movie? That's the only way you're gonna enjoy this. Because even then, I don't think it hits. It's just. It's not quite the same feeling. It's and too late. It's not that it's too late. They focused on something, and I think that's going to—I mean, the movie's not going to be as timeless as the first Borat movie either because this is this is a moment in time in America, and 10 years down the line, I think 10 years from now, your Borat movie from 20 years ago is going to be more watchable than the one from 10 years ago. Well,
0: because this one is you need to understand the political which climate election and everything. was yep. going on, and if— you know, if you watch it and if you pick it up out of a bargain bin in 20 years, you know we're charging a dollar for 4K is what whatever, and you're like, oh, well, what with this one? And then like you have to remember, oh no, that was during the the yeah the 2020 election, and yeah. then you got to remember who's running, what what their campaigns were,
1: what side, you know, then you have to remember, you have to recall all that for this movie to have the impact that it does today. To give perspective on what you just said, the whole bargain bin thing, there's gonna be that three pack in the bargain bin, the Sasha Baron Cohen collection, <laughs> and and listen, listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be Bruno. It's gonna be dictator and Borat two. Borat one will still be sold by itself and worth more money.
0: You think so, huh? One
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: I do remember the Borat when you looked. It looked like a burnt DVD. (laughs) That's kind of a brilliant way to market it too. But I also remember reading somewhere that the Borat DVD was one of the most overproduced DVDs of that ten-year span Hmm. because they wanted to just get it out there and people to buy it. But no one. There's just like. Thousands of these things sitting in warehouses, unopened DVDs warehouses. I don't doubt so. that at all. So but yeah, I mean it is what it is. But I, that's funny you gave it lower than I did. I expect you to be somewhat close. But the reason I c- I want to give it a five is because I I have t- the movies I think a more intelligent than I th- I want to give it credit for.
1: That's probably true. Doesn't mean doesn't mean it, doesn't mean it makes it better.
0: Well, it's, what I mean I'm trying to I'm trying to be fair to the material here. Of some of the movies are actually <laughs> pretty funny and some of it's very clever. Mm-hmm. No, I agree it's recycled funny and it's recycled clever yeah so there's only so far you can go with that before i I mean if if they were if they announce in a year there's going to be a third one of these i can't say i would be interested at all i wouldn't have watched this
1: at all if it wasn't for us on the podcast
0: so let me ask you this would you have known? like would you have if you're scrolling by and saw it would you have known what it was
1: well yes because i because the first bull so iconic i and once again i had a friend that just drilled it into me so of course yeah yeah, no, I wouldn't know it what it is. But very
0: quotable back like That was a movie to quote because it was so quotable. But this one is just not. It's not. Uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah. My, one of my buddies did that over and over and over. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That was the joke of the first movie. He'd say mm-hmm. something and be like, not. Yep. Yeah. Nah, I remember Which that. is funny.
1: We pulled out something quotable from the first movie and not yeah. the second
0: movie. That is kind of funny, uh-huh. too, how we think about that. But... I, I, I wanted to avoid we talked about the Trump the or the sorry the, the Pence rally scene. Mm-hmm. There's so many almost I, I almost turned it off at one point. And, and it's past the the girl dancing, but she's showing her underwear in the period, but like it's past that. <laughs> it, it's a little worth I don't want to talk about it because I want you to be completely just blindsided by it like I was mm-hmm. but Yeah,
1: that's fair oh man if you There's... wait too much longer you won't be able to avoid it though so definitely go point. De- definitely go watch this movie if you wanted to see it before spoilers are out because it's going to be it's going to be places that aren't even in movie realms it's going to be on political news stuff it's going to be in a it's going to be in your face for the, at least the next week and a half i would imagine they'll stop
0: advertising it and then after the election there'll oh, yeah, be yeah. No more advertising. it'll drop off all. yep yeah all right let's get to the movie of the week vampires versus the bronx a netflix film and i say movie of the week because
1: it surprised the hell out of me me too actually i was ready to to zone out and not watch this movie d- intelligently but i it pulled it it pulled me right in so it, it good for it. it yeah really good for it <laughs> directed by Osmany rodriguez and the cast
0: um jaden michael i don't know who this kid is but he's great you think so i think he's pretty okay. good yeah yeah I, thought, I think so? no i thought so too I thought but, he
1: was the shining star of this movie. Uh, that okay. kid. Gotcha. Yep. Well, I mean, he—he's yeah. I mean, he's our focus. You know, the, the majority of the movie. Gerald Jones
0: the third is Bobby Carter. Gregory Diaz also pretty good. He's the third little kid. Louis mm-hmm. Louis Acosta. Um, Shea Wingham is Frank Paladori, which kills me because like I actually love that guy. Okay. Frank Paladori,
1: and it's just—I was wondering if he was a, if he was yeah. a, a a little more known actor. I I, I I wasn't able to tell. He definitely was. So let's talk about. Oh, oh I, and he, I forgot about Zoe, uh, uh,
0: Zoe Zaldana in the opening scene. Is that who that was? That was that. Uh, okay, when, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I, I couldn't could figure out a who that better better was. I, thought, yeah. I couldn't figure out who that was at yeah. first. Well, you didn't certain. talk about
1: the most important person here. Method Man.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's the he's the priest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. Absolutely yeah. the best. He steals the show. Well, I actually expected more from his character, and we might get into that in a little bit, but I expected his character to be part of... Yeah, well, just just because of what, just
1: because he's he's a preacher or whatever. Right, so, but he yeah. doesn't mess around. He doesn't. He does not. And I like how how, how at one point he calls them little shits. Yeah, <laughs> but he's very dedicated to his preaching and he's very dedicated to the community. And I thought he was gonna have a much bigger impact in this. Yeah. It's okay that he didn't, though. I, I don't think it, that hurts the movie. I think it. I think it. May, it would have made more sense. But I mean, that's why they didn't do it. Because the second, the last third of this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Which is well, okay. the ending is what
0: kills it for me. The ending of this movie it took this movie from a possibility of a seven or an eight, much lower. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we, get there. we will we will. So this is about a group of friends who. I mean, if you want to get political, it, they're 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 fighting gentrification. There just happens to be vampires in the script. Here. Happens to be. I think that's very much, <laughs> oh, it's very much a good way to put it. I mean, it. if that's how you get your message across, and someone's like, "God, I want to write a movie to get make this more aware of," and they're like, "Oh, add vampires mm. just to make it less political." Vamp vampires. Yeah. Right. So, but it's actually kind of an interesting angle. I think so. So a bunch of kids realize that there's vampires. Of course, no one believes them, and then this is kind of their way to save where they live, which. Nothing in this movie plays out the way that
1: it would have, even if even if vampires are real. I'm gonna say this right up front: this is a this is a campy vampire movie, and that it works for it. It's okay that it's campy. It's, it's a lesser Lost Boys, it,
0: and that's what I kept calling. I was true. actually
1: gonna I was actually gonna talk about Lost Boys when we talked about this. So I'm glad you brought it up first. But it, it's it, it's a campy vampire movie. It knows what it is. And that's a good thing, I think, because I think that helps you kind of, like, drop any expectations. It helped me not take it so seriously, you know, I agree. how, I agree how it is right off the bat. It's good. In that sense, I do like what they did there. I don't hate it.
0: Um, again, when I went into this, I was expecting something almost documentary-ish. But then the first opening scene was Zoe Zaldana, like, okay, nope, we're getting an actual, like, this is a <laughs> react structure movie. Like, we're doing this, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about... So let's talk... So it's three kids trying to save the neighborhood. And some of the interesting lore behind the vampire, I think, is what helps this movie. Okay. One film that I thought was stupid, but I loved a particular scene, was the remake of Fright Night. With Anton uh, Mm Yelenech and Colin Farrell as a vampire. And, of course, following... Following vampire lore, they cannot enter a building unless they're invited. Mm-hmm. And he's got kind of a—he's in the in the movie. He's got as someone as of course the only person in the world who realizes the vampire. No one's taking him seriously. The vampire, of course, wants to kill him and single him out. And he comes over, and then because he thinks because he knows he's right, he won't invite Colin into the house. Colin Farrell and. That whole scene plays out. It's really well done because, yeah. man, it builds tension okay. so fast. Because the vampire cannot come in yeah. unless invited, unless they own the property, whatever. But and then that scene I thought was so well done. It I mean, to the point where um, it should have been a movie I watched once and deleted from memory, but I've kept it all these years. It yeah. came out like to the, like early 2006, 2007. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it came out later than that, but it was certainly around that you know five-year time. But maybe 2009-ish. Uh, but uh, that's one movie I remember, and the same scene actually happens here. But it really goes off the rails at that point. <laughs> that's
1: that's when the movie begins. You're right. That becomes when, a joke almost. That's when a lot of convenience happens. Even like not even like placement, but like characters and people that are all of a sudden are in on everything. It felt like they didn't know where to where how to get everyone into one place that they wanted. So they just brought everybody into one place. I mean, there's a lot in the end of this movie that is it that is disappointing. Cause the first two thirds of this movie, so good. It's pretty good. Like it, <laughs> it builds well. It, it builds does.
0: you. It starts you off, and it just takes you well. And it just there's a point in this movie where it's right there at the yeah. vampire trying to
1: get in the apartment, and it just takes a nosedive yeah. off a cliff. I think it's after that though, because because the, even that scene, I think they did it really well. You know, they didn't forget that she can't come in that kind of thing. They did a good job of you know figuring all that out. You know, and making that work for the scene, but then after that, it was just boop, goes away. Well, I
0: thought when everything went down, it was going to go down at the bodega, only because they were talking about the bodega. Well, the bodega over is a focal again.
1: point, point you in the movie right. for a very long time, so it makes sense that, that you'd think that. I kind of thought the same thing, but then I at when when you're trying to figure out who a certain person is, I realized then that it wasn't going to be the bodega because they were going to use that to drive the plot. You know, at that well, point, well,
0: they 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 had to have that character end up the way that he did mm. to get our boys in more into action yeah no i sure. get that so <laughs> i mean that much i understand and I, I i get that
1: so give me a strength for this for you chris like something you loved about this movie i loved how how lighthearted this movie felt even though they're dealing with like you know like a big issue in their town that kind of thing a very real thing that happens the movie's very lighthearted, and it's it's just a fun ride they do a, the comedy's good you know between you know the three kids their interaction with the girls and stuff at a few points which is hilarious with the mom yelling out know, the window at the, at the sun <laughs> that is that's so good because it, that 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 happens i think that that's as that's about as real a conversation you know, as you get I, i've been that kid you know what i mean <laughs> is that your mom
0: um, and their mom says something really, his mom says something really embarrassing. Yeah, like, that, you know,
1: that's not my mom. And then she says something that makes it obviously his, his mom. mom. And yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, perfect. That's, yeah, perfect. And then the two guys they are like, you know, like, kind of like, like, you know, at the table at the block, always sitting down. I think they were funny. They're, they only have like, like oh, six know, yeah. or seven lines, but they're, they're, they're funny every time they talk.
0: And I like because that. Because they're, uh, not enough of a good thing is probably makes it a better thing. I think so. You every know. time you see him, you know you're gonna, you know you're gonna like. Yeah, the it, like
1: like near the the second half of the movie, I was excited every time they came on screen because every time they've been on screen, I've laughed. You know, so I laughed more in this movie than I did Borat 2, So there's that too. That's weird because Borat 2's <laughs> goal is to get you to laugh. I know it's really funny about that. But it's so yeah, I think this is a really fun ride, and that's the I think that's the best way to describe this movie for me. It was it was light and fun, and I think that was perfect for this movie's tone and what it was trying to do. I would agree with you on that. There wasn't really many surprises. Um, you could pretty
0: much see everything coming from a mile away or you should. There's a few things that I didn't but you definitely only, do. Only because I wasn't I don't think I was paying attention as much as I should have been. Uh, kinda like I was sitting there, my eyes were on the screen, but I may mean, I think about other things. <laughs> but there are a couple of strengths here. Of course, the the whole thing of thing about the because gen, when gentrification happens, you know, a company comes in. Or maybe a couple companies come in and they, you know, to a neighborhood that's probably a little underdeveloped and cheaper to do it, and they start redeveloping and they start and they move like one way. So I can understand they're they're wanting to fight that. And this movie is largely about just fighting gentrification, because when that happens is when you know when companies come in, they buy up and they make it ritzier. You, the people that were living there are forced out, Mm -hmm. and that's the point. I mean, that's gentrification does that. But, I mean, using the vampires here as a way to drive that message without just having a movie about kids trying to save a bodega. Yeah, it's about some big bad
1: company coming in and, like, you know, a very, what can be sometimes a very stale, like, villain or, you know, in in a movie, antagonistic, you know, entity. This is, you know, this gives you kind of a face and and an actual monster to deal with, which is, you know, has its fun moments. Sure, it does. Sure, sure.
0: I mean there there are a lot of there's a lot of very obvious misdirection, like for instance when they walk in to talk to the guy whom they're pretty sure is leader of the vampires and mm-hmm. the shades come down. Yep. And then I mean the information exchange and then it's it's kind of a weird because there's hierarchy of knowledge here where the kids know and then the people that are trying to eliminate the kids, but they can't just do it because it'd be very obvious. There's a hierarchy of knowledge of who knows what and then the conversation kind of flows in that way, but it's an interesting way it flows. Mm-hmm. Because when the kids are talking to, for instance, Shea's character Frank Paladori, he knows that they know that people are vampires. Oh, yeah, and like he's been like they're both trying to both party, trying to dance around mm-hmm. saying certain things, which I find so interesting, and that's certainly on par with, it. and that's a credit you
1: got to give to the writing team for sure. Mm-hmm. So I have a problem with um with the way that the people that the vampires talk when their teeth are out. They did a very poor job of hiding their lisp from the, from the fangs, and I think that's one of the reasons why you get, you get a lot of Transylvanian vampire, vampires with that accent because it's easier to hide that. I think so. You know, and like that was something that kept pulling me out, especially when when a very certain character does it. Like they couldn't help but but have that happen, and oh, it, it, it pulls me right out when when all the thunder vampires have lisp. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just you know. I don't think that's as big a deal as you do. Oh, man. (laughs) But it's all right. You know what I mean? I I grew up watching things like Interview with the Vampire, you know, that kind of stuff. Very, Very popular movie in my family group was that one, especially, so little bit better work on the vampires in that movie obviously but it, it that was a big movie for its time too it like was massive uh, movie i didn't know that uh, growing yeah. up you know what i mean it was just you know the vampire movie we got to see all the time so
0: interview with, yeah that's a that's a big one though
1: that's a huge cast i mean it's well so i'll deal. put it this way the, the first vampire movie i've seen and the one i've seen the most was interview with the vampire and uh, and, uh, and lost boys in there as well the, the next vampire movie i saw after those two was years later was was, was it queen of the damned What's a vampire movie? Oh wow, that's like two thousand two, two thousand one. Very different movies. It's, you know what I mean? <laughs> well,
0: I mean, vampire lore is, is is what it is, and there's a fairly heavy focus on the nerdy kid focusing on the vampire lore, which I actually found kind of endearing. No, no, that was way. nice. I think I that was a good was, touch
1: because they because yeah. they brought in all things that are like you know very you know very vampire lore esque, very like the, you know, the cliche esque, yeah, like the, yep. the, the garlic, a wooden steak. like yep. it,
0: I mean, it it helps I think connect. The viewer because we know all those things yeah. from growing
1: up and like you, well here's the thing know, no matter or, what 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 vampire movie information background you have it's all in there so even though if some of it's like oh i didn't know that was a thing or they didn't know that was a part of it but like thing a b and c were just d and e you didn't know about so they did a good job of, of including all of it i agree i agree yeah, yeah i think that was really cool and like the whole like and, and the focus on blade i thought was hilarious <laughs> it was <laughs> good they played they played with holy water and its functionality in this and it was done really smart you know they you know, i agree that, that was that the was the water
0: was was the one the yeah. one thing that like was able to help you which i really kind of there were some moments in there that like it got my the hair on my back my neck standing up because you know when they looked at their holy water and it was boiling and you knew they were around yep. and, like that's kind of like where are they exactly you know, that was like, really cool yeah you
1: know um, there was mean, one point where they build a, they actually build good tension with that too which i didn't expect from this mo- uh, movie you well
0: know. i kind of did but again the kids to me were never in any real danger. I mean, we we know that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this... I mean, that's part of the problem with the movie is and it never did anything to make me think otherwise.
1: Well, I don't think it's going I mean, the Netflix movie about vampires in the Bronx isn't going to kill a kid.
0: That's this fair. isn't
1: this isn't the movie that's going to do it. <laughs>
0: I would imagine that you gotta to toy with that at least a little bit. I mean, as far as when I'm watching this movie, all three of those kids indestructible, nothing. In, which puts putting them in these horribly risky situations to me is like it's kind of a wasted point because I know they're gonna come out of it unscathed.
1: Yeah, I mean, but again, if if you're thinking that the Netflix special is gonna is gonna kill some kids, I think you're watching the wrong movie. Well, anyway. of course I am, but I mean. You want to make me think that for a little while at least. Yeah, and they, you're and they, not I wrong. never got that vibe. Yeah, I mean maybe have, you know, like all the even like all the missing persons posters. I remember seeing a kid on them. They were all adults. You know what I mean? So like even like even in a very vague off-camera kind of way they didn't even imply any any danger that could have came their way in like in like a subliminal way. You know, like you know, hey, look, you know, there's some kids missing too. Blah, blah it's all it was all adults on those posters from what I can remember. Which I kind of do. I kind of appreciate that in a way too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it. I mean, it's morbid, yeah. But at the same time, it's once again, how do you build that tension? How how do you how do you instill that as a possibility without doing something?
0: But I mean, again, with the movie's real question or the real struggle here is gentrification. Yeah. I mean. Do you, Your movie's
1: the, called "Vampires vs. the Bronx, Bronx," though. You know, you I, know what I mean? You no, know, I get that, but I was more fearful. The implications here are different. I was more fearful about the gangster killing the kid than I was the vampires.
0: That's kind of what I mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't. You knew exactly why that scene happened, yeah, too. I mean, yeah, true. I I expected them to, to do more with the with the technology angle. Which they didn't really. I mean, they tried to with taking a video of the vampire Mm -hmm. on the cell phone, which I think was clever
1: because I even I was at for like a second I was like, well, they do have video, but then I was like, wait, never mind. I know I know how this is gonna play out. I mean, they did a good job of making that line up with 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 like this year and this year and like this age's technology because um, Underworld doesn't even tap into that and those and cell phones are around in that universe. Underworld. Listen, this is a better movie than Underworld. You know what I mean? So.
0: Every underworld after the first one really sucked. Yeah, you're not wrong. But I mean the first one was pretty decent. First
1: one was, yeah. But all the other
0: ones after. <laughs> that. On our scale, I would have given it a six or a six five on, on our scale.
1: On this this movie? You want no, me to No 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 no. Um Underworld. underworld. The first the one? First Underworld. From, so, yeah. from so the first Underworld I'm a huge fan of, so I'm a little biased on that. What's well, good? I, why i think seven five for me for the original that's fair I, it's a really long enjoyed it. i've seen that though
0: it's, it's good though it's <laughs> good.
1: and then the, the four
0: that followed were just yeah so
1: that's the one with michael right and terrible that yeah. that's the one with yeah the, the first one is the one that has the uh michael the Crossbreed. Yeah. yeah no uh, no the crossbreed uh, second one is it
0: he gets bit in the first one okay but, yeah, yeah and like he's turning into it but the second one's about okay. him being the crossbreed gotcha well, those two having a relationship and mating and, yeah yeah it gets really wonky. It gets the end weird.
1: The- there's some weird stuff <laughs> well, in Underworld. some movies in
0: like Underworld and then, and then it went, and then the third one went back to the beginning mm-hmm. of Bill Nye's character and having killed his daughter. And then the fourth one, I think we went even further than that back, The Rise of the Lycan. And it's yeah. just like,
1: I get it, but when you keep going back and the I'm, lore, not, I'm I, not a fan of prequels to begin with. I'm so
0: not, I'm, I'm losing interest. Underworld yeah. lost me, yeah. Yeah. Unreal lost me after the second movie. I don't think I've. I don't think I even saw the fourth. Is there a fifth one? I imagine there I, was. I stopped following it after the third one. To yeah, be honest, I stopped after the third one. So
1: we'll, we'll talk about other vampire movies. Let's talk about Lost Boys for a second. I think this movie. I don't know if it was inspired by, but that's the vibe that I no, got. No, no, of course that that, that is this. the vibe you are supposed to get. Is Lost Boys? Okay, I was going to say because it's it it's very it's very do- well done in that sense. In the same way that Lost Boys, I think, is a, is a good movie, and lost lost boys is less known than i thought it was you know amongst like you know well like,
0: it, it, it seems a very certain age demographic oh, sure, it seems very generational everyone above a certain age that was their movie yeah you know? <laughs> no, <you're not> <laughs> like that was my sister's movie okay were, yep yep they my older sister anyway and she's 42 she that was or 45 that was her movie okay like she had it on vhs like the day it came out like yep. that was her thing
1: yeah but an arguably a different generation than me, but I mean, I definitely get yeah. vibes of like the Lost Boy vibe from this movie. They did a good job with that because it, once again, campy but fun. You know, has you know has its driving points, but has some fun happening on the side. I like this movie a lot. For well, that reason,
0: the, the the Lost Boys is all about like the the good looking vampires and oh, like yeah. and like you know the the focus on the youth of it too. And, oh like, yeah, that yeah. was going into that time when like it was all about the young people in film. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is different, but I did get the Lost Boys vibe, and I and I appreciated it because it was, I think that was the vibe they were trying to get you to tap into, mm-hmm. and it might even be part of their plan as. Marketing this movie is no no, put the, make sure the lost. I mean get that kind of vibe out there so you bring in that older generation as well of remembers what the lost put. Oh I loved it and I watched this and this movie I think is a shame that came out to almost a whimper to nothing.
1: Oh yeah true October
0: second I didn't even I didn't even know what this was. Yeah when I, I watched I'm the, I'm a huge Netflix guy. When
1: I watched the trailer of it it was like three weeks old or something at that point I was like oh, you know I didn't know that it was so far removed from like you know being current but I mean I'm gotta I'm glad we watched it. I had a lot of fun with this one. I am as well. I I really enjoyed myself with this one. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the actual problems that I have with this movie. So there's a lot of good in this movie. There is some bad, though. And I feel like that the actual vampire antics is the weakest part of this movie. The effects aren't very good. But, I mean, once again, I guess it's campy, so does that make it okay?
0: Well, the effects, as in, like, I love, like, the hands in the beginning. Like, you saw the hands come out. Like, when people are looking in windows, like, you saw the hand slowly getting toward... I, that freaked me out. Yeah,
1: but that's not really effects, though, is it? Well,
0: it kind of isn't, it kind of isn't, but, I mean,
1: it's it's effective. Okay, okay, well, that, okay, effective, but that's not the same. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, But, I mean, a simple... When the vampires are, fa- thing, are being fast it's just it's just them sped up and you can tell and it's well, painful well it,
0: it looks bad
1: and there's a, that's what i mean and there's a certain scene where the vampire's flying it looks bad oh it
0: looks it looks worse than bad it does <laughs> like christmas chronicles
1: 2 bad you know? <laughs> yeah very much so
0: <laughs> like it's just as soon as he was riding his bike and turned around like well this is either going to look great or it's going to look horrendous oh. and this is i saw like horrendous yep like no, it, it was it was almost that 90s green like the screen mm-hmm. moving behind them and like they're just in a
1: stationary yep. oh bad. and vampires are, and these are your um your oh what was that angel and buffy style vampires where their faces get all get all scrunched all up deformed yeah and, like, weird so i mean th- this is the style of vampire you're getting and whether you like it or not i did I wasn't a i'm not a big fan of that style of vampire but it's it's the whole third act that's where, like, my problem lies with this movie. And that, that's where a lot it, of your vampire starts It falls apart, start. too.
0: It, is, it falls apart. In a lot of ways, right? Well, in a lot of... I didn't expect the mob in the end. I didn't expect that. I didn't like, like that. It just, because it... the the Who was facing off against the vampires, that still would have led to a vampire victory. Yeah. Like... One hundred percent. Yeah. Like there's no doubt in my mind. Yep. Now, granted, no doubt in mind is like I'm trying to picture this scenario as like a real but like the vampires that we know are fast, they're strong, and they, they're very intelligent. Like that would have ended with a lot of dead
1: people. <laughs> Let's talk about really intelligent vampires for a second. <laughs> they kill off their own henchmen at one point. And I yep. thought that was a throwaway moment. They just wanted to, you know, kill some dudes, so they made that happen, which didn't make any the whole time I'm thinking it is like it's like it's like you've hired these people. You've hired these people. You've hired these people. Hired these people. You know. And then they just they just off them. All of them. All four of them. <laughs> yep. yeah, was, uh, well, I'm like, okay, well, there's one plot angle that I don't have to worry about. with Well, yeah, with, and that's with, the with thing, the right? They made, they made an actual plot angle, and it's just go on. gone. <laughs> I think they just needed an I excuse mean, to kill more dudes. I think they wanted
0: to show you that the vampires were not effing around. You know? I, oh, gonna... I guess.
1: <laughs> not effing around, but yet, man, one, they're heavy sleepers, and they are not very secure. No, we are not have no. kids You just wander in with, you know... Let's take Blade, for example. Blade has familiars, which they bring up in this, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, they have familiars who are actually in charge of making sure vampires are safe while they're sleeping. And that's something that you run into not once, but twice in this movie, that the security of their sleep is in, is in question. You think after round one, they'd fix that. And, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, our teenage gang of hooligans... They are vampire slaying experts at one yeah, point in this, and yeah. it is like, it's it's a little deflating. And Lewis it's... is like the, he got all the vampire in the lore because of Blade. Well, having the vampire lore is one thing, but the fact that they're just like, I don't know, there's a point where vampires are just drop like flies, and it's like, oh, well, this is way more simple now.
0: Well, because, again, it's
1: <laughs> vampires,
0: you can present them how you want, but... Vampires are very very fast, very strong. A kid has 0% chance. Well, that's of. what I mean. You, well, that's, well, the, you have to eventually start getting rid of some of the vampires. I get that, but it's like, man, this is where Method Man would have been great. I'm glad they didn't go the Blade way and the zombie way of, like, when someone is bitten, they turn into one. No, me too. You yeah. have, like, they're very selective in who they turn yep. into a vampire. And I, I, I appreciate that because uh, this whole plot would have been just... Uh, ridiculous there'd have been hundreds of vampires yeah. crawling around the city at night, which yeah. and making hundreds more each night. So it wouldn't have made any sense, but
1: So I hate uh ex Machina antics in movies. I think it's the worst thing you can do in a movie. I think this movie would have been better served with that style of way this could have ended. Do you think so? I think more tension could have been built if these kids just could not take out these vampires that was just way up, out of their league because they're too f- strong and too fast and too smart that it was not going to happen that they try and fail and there's some serious tension built from that and that all of a sudden Method Man comes in there preacher style and just, starts, was, and just starts wrecking vampires. That's what I was vampires. expecting
0: and that's what we did in the
1: or Or gra- gra- uh, the Haitian grandmother that's mentioned at one point <laughs> I thought was going to be Right. A piece of this, which would have been, I think, so much better for Act 3. Because I other thought that, Father Jackson was was, was going to come that, in just. I think know. that would have been a better version of this Act 3, but you still get a good resolution, what you want to see. You're rooting for these kids the whole time. So it does end up going away that is satisfying, but it's not in a satisfying way to get there. I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of convenience at the end of this movie that just. Oh. It's cringy, is what it, it is. It is. It's
0: it's, it's, it's an insulting and cringy. A little bit, a, a little a, bit, in a different way than Borat
1: was. For yeah, well, it wasn't as safe. It's it's you know we just watched Borat, so that's saying something. This movie is such a good a good ride leading up to that that it that I'm sad that it get, that it comes that way. I agree. It, like the first of this ninety minutes, the first.
0: Probably first hour is pretty good. Like oh, it, it is. It builds you well. Yep. You kind of keeps you
1: guessing. and gives you good characters. Even and, though you see things coming, and you do see them coming through the whole movie, it's still a fun trip to be on.
0: The reason I thought there was one person that could be a vampire, and the reason I thought that I kept thinking to myself, there's no way that, that girl's going to try to be a vampire. Because then you're very obviously that demographic. You're very obviously saying something about gentrification. It's not on accident <laughs> no. that's why i thought that was like in 2020 there is no way that she's a vampire in this movie
1: that wasn't an oversight
0: that's uh, that's my point like, okay well they were saying that then that goes back to my whole point of this is a movie there when people watch this they're supposed to walk away from gentrification bad not vampires bad but yeah. gentrification is bad oh yeah
1: and why, and maybe that's why they made the vampires so weak quote unquote was for that reason too was the you know make it a a defeatable enemy, that kind of thing, you know.
0: We all band together as a, as as a community. We can we can fight this. I mean, that's exactly way it, the way it goes. Yeah. I don't
1: think it's an accident.
0: No, it's not. An <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole thing behind it. Like I can't see it as an accident because of that. Like it was a very clear message from the get go. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. It just. Oh man. So let's 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 move to let's move to score this bad boy. Okay. Yeah. We are, we are time constrained today, so yeah.
1: Let's move to score on this bad boy. All right. I'll go first. This one. So. Again, I had a lot, of, a lot of vibes from older movies that I liked in this, you know, so very Lost Boy feeling. The movie is such a, such a fun ride in first, the first two-thirds of it. And even even the last third, even though that's where all of its problems really do rear their heads, I don't know, it's still, it's still a satisfying way the movie ends, It's yeah, I still have a good time with it. And we give it a 6, six it's going to be a 6-5 for me. A hard That's where it six, says five. for me. That's where it says okay. for me.
0: It could have been an 8 or an eight This five. movie could have been... If the
1: ending hadn't just ruined
0: it, it could have been better. This
1: movie could have been a 7.5, an 8 as a Netflix one-off. You know what I mean? But I think so, too. And ending think, hurts. I
0: think the, the journey to that was using Father Jackson more. Not the fact that it's Method Man. It's awesome. But using Father Jackson more as kind of that, that, that disciplinarian who protects the kids in the community, tries to get them in the right path and is really hard ass with them and then like him saving them in the because it's l- quite literally good versus evil at that mm-hmm. point i'm like then it's, and that's your message of you know you have a struggling community you have gentrification i mean there's there's community kind of parallels everywhere
1: community pastor you know what i mean it all works i'm saying but like there,
0: there <laughs> there's a better movie here there is there, there's a better this there's
1: a, there's a better final act here is yeah, what it is because the first the fair. first bit is good and i don't want to take away from that at all because it is a lot of fun you know, even even the small the small like subplots, they're okay to be on this ride, and it, I agree. it does a good I job agree. in that. Yeah. So
0: I mean, I'm surprised you like that. Be given both of our like, oh, we we'll watch this. Fine.
1: I like me some campy vampire movies. <laughs> I, I gotta I, admit, I enjoyed it. I did. So like my my main appeal in like you know, like all this kind of stuff is you know I'm 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 a big fantasy nerd. So this so these kind of things are my I mean like I said I'm a big fan of the original Underworld. I've seen a lot of vampire stuff. You know, I love Lord of the Rings. That's this is this is down. This is in my wheelhouse of like the content that I want to consume. So, no, I was I was more excited for this. I just thought it was going to be super cheesy. It was. It but was it, super cheesy, in, a but in, a, in a good way. <laughs> in a
0: good way. In an acceptable way. Unlike yeah. Borat, which which went the other way. That's why I liked it. We had these two movies. To compare. I'm willing
1: to bet that we're going to be in the minority on the way that we see Borat, which is okay. You know what I mean? It's just it but, definitely wasn't wasn't for me. In it, the minority
0: who like who are you saying but like i need then. then i need to know age demographic i need, need to know i mean
1: i don't know you know what i mean but i just i i think that a lot of people are going to enjoy this i think a lot of the borat fans are going to going to latch on to borat too and once again you're a fan of it so that's cool that works but just wasn't for me at all. That's fair. So.
0: I, I, I I get that, but I mean, <laughs> I'm, you know, I only like to give our our whatever I feel about a movie. Well, yeah. and that's what you're listening for is you know someone else's take on what something you just saw and where we just haven't meet the oh, people. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could dig up ten different reviews on a movie sure. and get ten different opinions. You know, and that and that's an okay thing. And as they well.
0: fluctuate too, but it's the reasoning behind it yeah. that matters. And that's just our reasoning is just. I think it's tired and it's mm. it's too late and it's recycled comedy that's not funny anymore. Well,
1: we talk about like you know like going back and watching movies we haven't seen in a while and you know and you do feel differently sometimes. You know sometimes you know the content of a movie f- you know, fits or doesn't fit a certain a certain era where you're watching it and then later on it fits better or fits worse. So I think that's relevant to what the board. is. I agree, think it's did. relevant. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. So well, so sorry about the shorter episode. This is where timing's is this week, but that was episode one hundred 197... ninety ninety eight.
1: <laughs> You're having a hard time with these last few episodes, leading to 200. I know. I know. Do we, we know? Do we know what we're doing for 200 yet? We're not.
0: We're not going to do anything. When I get back in March, we'll do a bigger, uh, you know, give give out code celebratory episode. Yeah, okay. celebratory episode. I'll give out some Blu-rays, some codes um, for those who write in. I'll mail you a Blu-ray. I mean, we're, we're 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 planning stuff like that, but because I'll be gone, we'll we'll wait till I come back in March. Okay. All right. Fair. This has been episode one ninety eight of For Love of Cinema, which each new episode posting Tuesday mornings at five a.m. on the podcast servers of your choice of the following five: iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit of helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell Run. I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook and check us out on YouTube doing funny little things there that may be put on hold for at least a little while. So I forgot what to do about that. And next week, we're going to be watching Come Play, which came out today, and Holiday. Oh, God. Which I'm so excited for on Netflix.
1: Holiday. I know you and Roger are going to love it. I just hate my life a little bit every time I come here. <laughs>